And so the, the goal of Quick is really to say like, hey, I want to have the same wonderful developer experience I have with other frameworks with Quick, but at the same time, let's not overwhelm the browser so that the user also has a good experience. Welcome to the Open at Intel podcast, where we're all about open source, from software to security to innovation and beyond. I'm your host, Catherine Druckmann, an open source evangelist at Intel, bringing you leading edge, free ranging conversations from some of the best minds in the open source community. Let's get into it. I sat down with Mishko Hevry, CTO of Builder.io and creator of Angular. We discussed Builder.io and open source project Quick, which is a front end framework for building web applications with a focus on performance. We also touched on the use of AI in the open source world and the importance of maintaining a good user experience while making development easier. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Mishko, for joining me. This is Thank you for having me. This is going to be really fun because I I my back I'm a web person, so I'm really excited to meet you. People probably know you as the creator of Angular, but probably, yeah. you are currently the CTO at a company called Builder.io. Correct. Can you tell us a little bit about what Builder.io does? Yeah, so Builder.io is a headless visual CMS system. And I guess the word headless and visual kind of don't go together. So what's unique about Builder is that it's a drag and drop editor, but it's, um, you know, like you, I'm sure people have used Wix. Mm -hmm. uh, Wix is awesome. You can design, drag and drop, build it, whatever you want, but you have to host it on Wix. Right? Right. So if you have an existing infrastructure, an existing system that you want to uh, add drag and drop capability to, you're kind of out of luck. And so Builder is what you would do is you would do NPM install inside of your existing React, Angular, Vue, Svelte project. Yeah. And you would get uh, drag and drop capability on top of your existing application. And then you can just basically des uh, designate a rectangle that basically says like this is, you know, the marketing is allowed to change this. And then the marketing can go wild, and you know the creative folks yeah. can do what the creative folks do, and they can do A/B testing, they can change things, they can schedule things, and then the engineers can focus on what they do, which is you know uh, procurement of you know the, the systems, the shopping cart, the processing of it, and also they can create uh, a design system, which then the uh, creative folks can drag and drop as well. So it's a very kind of a mix. Uh, environment, which is very different from traditional headless CMSs, where you just get to control the the text or the field or something like that. Yeah, that's very cool. It's funny, you know. I, I used to help maintain a drag and drop uh, attempt at friendly <laughs> CMS. Actually, you know, I, I I was pretty proud of it at the time. It's a it's a little a while ago, but it was a I'm a Drupal person. Um, but yeah, this 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 but those area are hosted, right? Or, you know, you you can host it yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's sure. But like what I'm saying is. As a let's say you're target.com mm -hmm. and you have all this infrastructure on which you run the website, yeah. it's unlikely you can put Drupal in there, right? It's kind of it becomes difficult. It's different. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, sure. I wanted to really dig into Quick also. So okay. tell us a little bit about what Quick is. And it, Quick is an open source project. Mm -hmm. um, it's an MIT license, if I'm recalling that correctly. I so, yes. um, yeah, so. So how did Quick come about? It's what a couple of years old. Is that? Is that it's a couple right? of years old now. Yes. Uh, so Quick came about because you know I, I built Angular. Yeah. Uh, Angular is a, a front-end framework for building uh, web applications. One of the first frameworks, right? Uh, I would say AngularJS kind of spawned many other things. They were the, one of the first component-based frameworks that became kind of popular. And uh, you know we have a lot of different derivatives. We have React. We have Vue. We have Svelte. Many so other. many. It's a so overwhelming. Many. Yeah. But I'm going to argue that they all kind of fundamentally work the same way. Okay. In, and specifically, they work the same way in that 
uh, their client side rendered first, and the server side rendering was kind of yes, an afterthought absolutely. through some meta framework or something like that. And because of that, they all suffer from this particular thing we call hydration. Uh, you know, some people call it a feature. <laughs> um, but hydration is is the problem, which is that uh, on startup, the application has to re-execute on a client to kind of reinitialize and become interactive. And the trouble with hydration is that hydration requ is required to execute all of the application, all of the visible portion of the application on startup, right? And so the more complicated your page becomes, the slower, the more expensive the hydration becomes, and so that kind of affects the startup performance of websites. And so with Quick, the unique thing about Quick is that Quick tries really, really, really hard from a mental point of view to look just like the other frameworks so that you don't have any new learnings to, to come okay. and start using it. But the way it works underneath is very different. Specifically, Quick doesn't have hydration. And so with Quick application, it doesn't matter how big your, how complicated your, your landing page becomes, the startup cost is always the same, which is about one kilobyte this mini bootstrap and that's all you have to pay upfront, right? And everything else becomes lazy. So Quick it basically says, you know, uh, everybody tells you, like, when your application becomes big, you should do lazy loading, right? right? But it turns out lazy loading is much harder than it seems, <laughs> right? Everything is much harder than it seems, Exactly. To be <laughs> and so one of the things Quick basically says is that, like, I think lazy loading shouldn't be the problem of the developer. It should be the problem of the framework. So in Quick, you don't really think about lazy loading. You don't think about how do I break up my application? How do I lazy load it? How do I prefetch it? How do I make sure that there's a good interaction for the developer? None of that stuff is something that is your concern. Instead, the framework just does it out of the box. And so a framework is really good at like shredding your application into, into tiny little pieces, then observing how the users actually use the application. And based on that, the framework then generates the correct bundles so that the users have the least amount of code to download. And then those bundles get downloaded in the correct order so that the high priority bundle, meaning that it's most likely the user interact with, let's say the buy button, that bundle downloads first and maybe a sign out button, which you know, very few people actually click on, that downloads last. I, you know, I really, I really uh, have a lot of respect for your uh, developer experience focused approach. It's something mm -hmm. that, you know, in reviewing the documentation for Quick, uh, I, did, I did really kind of clue in on because it's always such a challenge. Again, you, you talk about the massive ecosystem, so many different frameworks, people are kind of jumping around depending on the project, depending on the job, and I think maintaining that easier learning curve is so important and so important for adoption and you know all of the things that you know we want as right people who may help maintain uh, open source projects. But one thing that I really wanted to kind of also drill down on is the performance angle, right? Mm -hmm. and the fact that server side, I have to confess. So I, I have a very long background actually in open source, and back in the olden days, I. Uh, ran a website for Linux Journal magazine, mm -hmm. right? Open source community. And back then, there was a pretty substantial part of the audience that would disable JavaScript in the browser. Like, to be honest, Linux Journal reader probably, if they could read it in a terminal, that would probably, probably be preferable, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. But I, so at, at all times, I was very aware that people just weren't going to use JavaScript. They'll turn it off, not use it. And it, it's funny to think about because... Um, you know, obviously, the, the less you've got going on, the faster the site is. And so that's always kind of in the back of my mind yes. when I think about performance. But, you know, in today's world, right, we, the mo most people want a fancy website with a lot of great features and, and interactivity and, and all the things that JavaScript frameworks provide. But when talking about this kind of focus on performance, in my mind, it also kind of, it reminds me of 
a desire to kind of shift left a focus on security. Security comes to mind. Like these are things you want to address early on in your project. Performance shouldn't be something that you apply a Band-Aid to later, right? And that's something that I wanted to really talk to you about, especially, you know, with regard to Quick and how you approach that and what your thoughts are on that. I think you you nailed it. Um, It all comes down to not ship JavaScript over, right? But like... There's a, this, this fine line between like, oh, don't ship JavaScript. Of course, your site's going to be fast, but at the same time, it's not going to be very interesting, right? Yeah. So, so you need JavaScript, right? Uh, I think the problem we have is that currently the, we are, with hydration, we're in this world of all or nothing, yeah. right? Basically, either all of the JavaScript for the current page shows up or none of it, right? And there's really no, nothing in between. And so what Quick tries really hard is to basically say, look... I am going to try to download the JavaScript, but on as-needed basis. And one way to think about it is that Quick says, look, we're not going to download any JavaScript unless we're sure that 100% of the JavaScript we download is going to be executed immediately. Right? Now, that's kind of an extreme point, and you know, from an optimization point of view, you probably want to like, prefetch compiler things, etc. Um, but the idea is that like, you shouldn't have to download everything. Like, if there's a buy button and I don't click the buy button, why is the code behind the buy button actually inside of the of V8? Right? If, I don't click the, uh, the buy, if I don't click the menu, then why do I have the code for the menu already running inside of the, the browser? Right? And so on and so forth. And you can imagine like, if on a page, there's lots and lots of things that you don't really need because you're not interacting with it. Right. Or to put it differently, you know, there's a thousand different ways you can interact with a page, but you, as a user, you can really only do one thing at a time. Right. So why are these other 999 things uh, downloaded and, and, and prepared over there? And so what Quick does is it basically does that, but it does it in a fully automatic way, where you just write your application the way you've written it before, um, and then Quick breaks it all up, and then keep statistics on, okay, so which parts actually are needed, which parts are not needed, which ones do I have to download e- eagerly early on, and which ones I can delay, right? And so as the people use your application, the Quick learns and says, ah, so this buy button seems to be really important for you. So I'm going to make sure to prioritize it, to bundle it inside of one of the first bundles, and I'm going to make sure that it gets downloaded first. Whereas, you know, um, the you know, uh, contact us button is not something people, a lot of people click on, and so I'm going to still download it, make sure it's available in a browser so the user doesn't have a delay in their interaction, but I will do, do it after I uh, download the, uh, the buy button because that is a lot more likely outcome, right? And so all of that is just how the system works out of the box, right? There's no, nothing as a developer that you have to do. It's just how Quick works. Color me impressed. <laughs> Thank you. The, the, you know, I, these things happening kind of by default is... I feel pretty strongly about that's the way that's how everything should work, right? Yes, you yes. know, the easy way has should be the right way. That's or the right. right way should be vice versa. The right way should be. The yeah, yeah. Unless you know, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but unless the the hard stuff is easy, the sorry, unless the easy stuff is easy, the hard stuff is impossible. There you go. Right? I love it. That's uh, there's our poll quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really something I really like to ask uh, people who maintain open source projects, especially the significant ones. Is there anything, I mean, you kind of had some kind of use case in mind, probably, I'm guessing, when you created it, and, you know, I'd love for you to mention that, but what I also am curious about is what happens, is there anything that's completely unexpected? When people take your project and use it in a very unexpected and surprising way, innovative and something where you go, wow, that's creative, I I didn't think about about that, and, and you kind of embrace it. Yeah, so the primary use case for Quick was like the e-commerce websites, right? Like when you navigate to a page, and this is kind of what Builder does, right? We right. do a lot of e-commerce through, through uh, CMSs. And so the primary use case is, hey, I have a user that 
comes onto a landing page. And it's the most frustrating experience for the user that they're on their mobile device, maybe the network's not that great, and they want to click on a button, and it takes seconds before they can go and click on it. And so they're not sure, they click it multiple times, then you have multiple items in your shopping cart, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a sure, bad sure. experience. And so this is the primary use case that Quick was kind of designed for because we really wanted to uh, simplify this thing and just make it so that, so that it's, it's fast. And by the way, Google cares about this. Like Google Core Web Vitals measures this performance, and they will rank you um, if they if absolutely yeah, yeah. If, if there's two identical websites that sell the same yeah. item, the one key. that has a better performance will be ranked higher by Google, and therefore will be so. There's a there's a business incentive to make sure your website is fast, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Reminds me, I was at an event once years ago, and there is there was some booth, and they were they were you would give them the name of your website, and they would kind of run it through some automated thing and tell you about you know your SEO or your performance or whatever. And mine like got super high ranking because we had because so no little. <laughs> I mean, we had JavaScript, that's not true. But it was it was so minimal, and we were so focused on performance. And I was like, well, we're doing something right. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think I think um, that is a good mental model, which is that you don't want to overwhelm the browser with JavaScript. No, you but, don't. But we kind of ended up in this world where like the old JavaScript front and back end is really convenient. Yeah. Right. And it's really enjoyable for the developers, and developers are productive. And so we're in a world where, like, at the cost of user experience, we're making our developers' life easy. Yeah. And so the the goal of Quick is really to say, like, hey, I want to have the same wonderful developer experience I have with other frameworks with Quick, but at the same time, let's not overwhelm the browser so that the user also has a good experience, right? And this is what it comes right. down to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, developer experience at the expense of user experience is not a great situation because at the end of the day. There's a reason that we do this, and it's for users. It's not, we're not making it for ourselves. That's something right. that we have to remind ourselves, I think. Um, I wanted to pivot a little bit and to see, what else are you really excited about in the open source world? There's so much going on, as always. There there's, is a lot there's of There's always like, a lot of controversy. A lot of, <laughs> you know, everybody's excited about something right now. There's a lot of conversation around security. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about uh, AI for a second. So first ah, of all, I'm excited. Go. Yeah, I'm excited because, you know, we... Uh, I, I joke that we use AI instead of Quick because, hey, we have a statistical model that keeps track of you right. know, how you interact with the page and based on that, it optimizes the bundles. If you squint, you know, that's AI, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but more importantly, I think what Builder is working on right now is that um, one of the big problems we see is that uh, the creative folks you know, create beautiful websites in like Figma or some other tool, mm -hmm. right? And then they hand it over to the engineer and they say, like, well, we'll convert this over to something that actually works in the browser. And that means that the engineer has to spend a lot of time with CSS and figuring out groupings and you're smiling, so, so you know what I'm talking about, yes. right? And so what we have done right now is we've created this new thing called a visual copilot where uh, you can take your Figma design that the mark, uh, you know, creative folks create and it's beautiful and gorgeous, right? And you literally click a button and the AI goes at it and figures out what the groupings are, what the CSS styles are, et cetera, and transforms it over to uh, our internal format, which, which we call mitosis. And mitosis can then spit out React, Vue, Angular, Quick, whatever framework, pure HTML, whatever output you want with Tailwind or post-CSS or just pure styles, et cetera, uh, out of it. And not only does it do all of that, but it's all... Um, responsive as well. So you create a fixed design in Figma, right? You push a button, and on the other side comes a actual code that you can use either inside of your CMS or inside of your project 
and it's responsive with the, all styles applied to it, etc. And because it's AI, it also takes a good stab at giving it things correct semantic meaning. So you have a, a hero component, you have a uh, you know menu component or something like that, header and a footer component, and so on. That sounds like magic, or oh, it is approaching magic to the point that it might as well be magic. I think it's very magical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you see the demos, cool. it kind of it blows you away. Yeah, uh, and I, we're hoping that's going to save a lot of time, right? Because sure. uh, going from the design to HTML or to whatever framework you happen to have could easily be hours and days of work. Yeah, I love it. If we allow the creative people to focus on the creative, allow the engineers to focus on the engineering, and that's right. kind of eliminate some of that misery in between, sounds pretty great. Yes, that's kind of what Quick and Builder is about, is about bringing the creative folks and engineering folks together, right, and making them productive through the correct set of tools. Like, in the past, uh, not that they were antagonistic, but they there was a friction, oh, right? Oh, yeah, of course. But it's like, as an engineer, last thing you want to do is to change the color again because they're doing A-B testing and the you know, slightly blue sure, different yeah, is, yeah. A, is more performant, whatever, right? And so, uh, as an engineer, you want to like build cool things. And as a marketing person or creative folk, you want to optimize the heck out of it you know, to get the performance you want. And so, wouldn't it be better if um, each one of you just has the correct set of tools and you don't have to put kind of a non-exciting task to the other side, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder also if you could tell tell me a little bit about the Quick community, and then how you've kind of evolved since you created it. Yeah, so we have a pretty strong community. Um, we're hanging out on Discord, uh, and it's it's nice to see because they're uh, they're super excited and they're creating all kinds of interesting things. One of the cool things that uh, we created and the community copied, and I think it's great, is that we created this thing called a uh, React Quickify which okay. is actually going to be talking about it today in um, ATO. Ah, and yeah. uh, what it is is that you can run React applications inside of Quick. Uh, you're not going to get all the magic inside of the React component, but you, know, you can kind of do it. And it's, the community did the same exact thing for Angular, for Svelte, for Vue. And so I think it's great that they're doing it. The community is also staking on creating the ecosystem of uh, visual components that you know, every framework needs to have, uh, and many other things. And so it's, it's nice to see... Uh, they're growing, uh, growing them, et cetera. And I also love the fact that we have Shai Resnick. I'm not sure you know him from the Angular days. Uh, he's, uh, he's a bit of a comedian, which okay. is great. Uh, but he's also very kind of inclusive of making sure that everybody's having a good time and everybody is being helpful and you know, productive. Yeah, having a good time is, is, is half the battle, right? Yes, and I mean, he's pretty funny. I mean, that's the goal, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing, so speaking to people who are possibly evaluating quick, Right, evaluating the benefits, wanting to maybe make make a project with using it. Um, what would what would you say to them? So I think a lot of people come to Quick and they look at the DX, and they say, "Hey, it's very similar to the DX I already have." Right, and so they kind of dismiss it and they say, "Oh, it's already what I have, so like, why should I change?" Right, because they see that, and what they're failing to understand is that like the DX is similar intentionally. Like we worked hard to make sure that the DX is similar so that it's an easy, um, you know path over uh, from the other uh, technology to, to Quick. The thing that's different is not how you build an application. What's different is how it all works underneath. Mm -hmm. The fact that when you come to Quick, you just never have to think about lazy loading or optimizing your bundles or figuring out you know, how to prefetch everything so that it, you know, when the user clicks on something that's lazy loaded, they don't have a delay or maybe the network disappears on a user and if they click on a button, it should still work, right? Mm -hmm. And so the real value of Quick is, is that you get speed for the user, right? So you, the, the pro value proposition is build your app the way you've always built it. You know, you don't get to change, you don't have to change much when you come over to Quick. 
But the value add is that your resulting application will have amazing Core Web Vitals scores. Your users will love you because it will be more performant, and specifically will be more performant on <coughs> secondary networks that are like 3G, super slow, etc. And oh, by the way, because it's a SSR first or SSG first net, uh, framework, you your uh, SEO will be much simplified as well. You don't have to think about like, well, so how do I, uh, you know, pre-render this? How do I pre-cache this or any of that stuff? Because it's just fundamentally how the framework works from day one. Yeah, very cool. So I, I neglected to mention yet that we are, in fact, recording this at All Things Open. Yes. Which is very exciting. I wondered if you could kind of just give us a little preview of your talk. Yeah, so uh, the, the basic idea that uh, the quick basic looks about is like, hey, ship less JavaScript to the, to the client, right? And this seems uh, simple. It seems like a good advice, but it's actually quite complicated. You have to break up your application to pieces. You have to lazy load them. And then, oh, guess what? Then hydration comes and hydration kind of executes everything eagerly for you anyways. And so the question then becomes like, well, how do you do this? And there's lots of different approaches, um, you know, islands being one of them. And so what we talk about in this particular talk is this idea of like, hey, I have an existing React application. How do I get some of these benefits of, of islands, et cetera, into React application without, you know, rewriting everything? And so what I'm going to be demoing is this uh, quick React, which allows you to take React components and execute them inside of quick and allows you to turn them into islands, and then islands can be lazy hydrated, and so it's a form of uh, delay execution and la lazy loading so that you don't have to over, you don't overwhelm the browser or at the startup. Very cool. So I, th I think by the time this comes out, your, I, your talk may be online, right? I think they put them I hope so. I mean, uh, my talk yeah. is literally in an hour. <laughs> so yeah, so for, you know, if you're listening, I, I hope you'll um, go check out the full content of the talk and read more about quick. Uh, I, I highly recommend checking it out. I've perused the docs a little bit myself, and, and it does look very interesting. And thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it, and you know, I, I hope to, I, I will follow uh, eagerly and, and see the, the magic you continue to create. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much. You've been listening to Open at Intel. Be sure to check out more from the Open at Intel podcast at open.intel.com slash podcast and at Open at Intel on Twitter. We hope you join us again next time to geek out about open source.